What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Saturday's Quick Picks. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to TopNotchOdds.com. Every sport, tons and tons of picks. If you like making bets, you got to check them out online. TopNotchOdds.com, one of the better sports books out there today, especially for live betting. I know a lot of you out there like live betting options, getting involved during the games. Hey, they got it all there at uh, TopNotchOdds.com. And we always talk about this, how important it is to have multiple books to shop around at. If you have one one website you make bets on, if you have one outlet you like to go to, right down the street, down the block, oh yeah, I've got my sports book. Folks, you need more places to shop online. So if you're just getting going, looking for a sports book to use, I definitely recommend topnotchodds.com. And if you need to add a couple, I think you should have at least three sports books to compare prices. Always get the best, cheapest line available. Uh, check them out online, topnotchodds.com. And if you enter uh, promo code SHARPEDGE, you're going to get a 200% deposit bonus online, topnotchodds.com. All right, so we've got, uh, what do we have today? Five picks today. By the way, last week, seven, three, and one overall. Not too bad. Well, golf clap there. And uh, we're going to keep it going this weekend. We'll start off in the Premier League. I gave these three picks out on the... Uh, Premier League preview this Thursday, a little more in-depth, a little more detail. So if you'd like a more complete handicap, uh, you can go back and listen to Thursday's show for these soccer games. Uh, I like Chelsea minus 150 at Watford. This is simple to me. Chelsea's still underpriced for how good they've been playing lately. I think that uh, the market is baking in how good or how average Chelsea was last year and really how poorly they started this season. Chelsea's playing right now like one of the best teams in the entire Premier League, and Watford has yet to win a game this season. Chelsea on the road, I think there's no issue with them scoring. Uh, the, uh, Chelsea's last five games in the Premier League on the road, they've scored four, four, five, three and five. Uh, Watford this year scored five goals. They've given up 20. I think Chelsea, even priced at uh, minus 150, is a good, valuable bet. Give me Chelsea minus 150 at Watford. I'm going to take the home team in Arsenal hosting the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yes, Wolverhampton has been a giant killer the last year plus, but I am fading them in this spot. This is purely a numbers play. I had Arsenal around minus 170, minus 175. When the number is this low, minus 125, that's showing great value. I think the market's taking into account how good the Wolves are against the top six and also taking into account how good Wolverhampton is on the road. I get all of this, but Arsenal last week giving up that 2-0 lead to Crystal Palace, they're going to have a little bit more to play for this game and keep in mind both teams have Europa League coming up midweek next week so if it's going to impact one team or another I think Arsenal more focused for this Premier League game and I know that the Wolves have been putting everything they have into winning Europa or competing in Europa so I'll take Arsenal a numbers play motivational edge more talented team at home uh, minus 125 and I will also take the Burnley Clarets. Burnley on the road at Sheffield U. Uh, Burnley plus a half up to minus 150. Now that means that Burnley can win or draw. And we win our bet no matter what. As long as Sheffield United doesn't win, uh, we're in the clear here. And I like our odds. Burnley sixth overall in expected points in the entire Premier League. Sheffield United 17th in that same category. Uh, Sheffield has not done well this year offensively. I think that what's going to happen in this game, this is a... a purely an X's and O's handicap for me. 
Sheffield's going to get frustrated. Burnley plays the same style Sheffield does. They just play it better. They have better players, more experienced Premier League players, and I think they really annoy Sheffield tomorrow. Whether this was played at Burnley or at Sheffield, obviously that that changes the price of the handicap, so on and so forth. But everyone's talking about how good Sheffield is playing defense at home, but they have they have just as bad of an offense. It's not as if Sheffield is scoring goals and they have this great elite defense to pair with it. Matter of fact, if you go back and look, the last 13 games Sheffield United has played in all competitions, and the reason I use all competitions, not just Premier League, is because in many of these games, Sheffield United is playing down to their competition. Sheffield's with the big boys now. They're in the Premier League. So every team they play from League One, League Two, Championship League, they're all obviously in leagues below Sheffield. Yet, in the last 13 games combined, Sheffield has scored two or more goals three times. This is not a good offense. They cannot finish. They're not creative at all in the final third. I think that Burnley forces Sheffield to shoot outside the box far more than Sheffield's comfortable with. By the way, this year uh, alone, Sheffield is 0 for 32 shooting outside the box. I think this is a mismatch for Burnley, and uh, as I said, all Burnley has to do is get the tie tomorrow, and we cash. So in the Premier League, I like Chelsea minus 150, Arsenal minus 125, and Burnley plus a half. Uh, minus 150. All right, let's get on to the NHL. Uh, first game of the day, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look, Toronto has not played great as of late, but ha- they've had in their last five games three overtime games. Two of them have been, have been losses. Toronto has one of the more difficult schedules this year in the entire NHL, so I think this is a mispricing. They're on the road at Philadelphia tomorrow. Philadelphia themselves I was reading on uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, they made all kinds of changes in Philly. They're mixing up the third and fourth lines, bringing up AHL guys. They're just trying to throw some stuff against the wall in Philly and see what works. And it's not like Philly's been a bad team this year. I like the Flyers. They're pretty good. But this is a Toronto team that's one of the most talented in the entire league. I don't care how how they, they, they played a week and a half ago. You can always cherry-pick stats, always cherry-pick games here or there. And I like the feeling right now in the locker room. I went and listened to some, obviously, some local uh, uh, Toronto interviews, what they've been saying in, in this very tough stretch of games lately. And just to qualify, the, the, t- the uh, tough stretch of games I'm talking about, they've won only once in their last five games, the Maple Leafs have, but they've played the Capitals, the Canadians, the Bruins, the Blue Jackets on the road. It's not like they've had a, an easy schedule. The Maple Leafs have been beat up playing these very difficult East Coast teams, and I think they just take a step down in competition today. So I think this is pretty simple, similar to the kind of the soccer game with Arsenal. We're going to take an underpriced Uh, Maple Leafs team on the road, set to break out. I think they have a big day, and they beat Philly on the road there. My other uh, NHL game is the uh, New York Islanders. New York back-to-back. Actually, both these teams in a back-to-back. New York and Buffalo. Buffalo got the doors blown off last night. I think it was 6-1. to They lost to the Washington Capitals. Big surprise there. Washington is a real contender, and the Buffalo Sabres simply are not. So both teams on a back-to-back, and you're getting a Buffalo team that started off the season one of the hottest in the league. I think they won their first eight games in a row, nine games in a row, something crazy like that. And since then, it's been all downhill. They've been coming back to earth. So what happens sometimes is you'll see this where Buffalo had a great start to the year. Everyone starts to overreact, including the market, and the Islanders had a bad start to the season, actually. They've now won eight in a row. So you're getting two teams who had stretches of being really hot, 
Buffalo started the season like that, and you have the Islanders who are in the middle of that right now. Now, I talked earlier this week on a Monday's NHL show about the injuries right now and what's going on in the NHL. The Islanders are one of the more banged-up teams in the entire league. I get that. But still, even factoring in the injuries with Andrew Ladd out, I mean, Jordan Eberle's out, they have some real key players that aren't playing right now. But they have enough to go on the road, get a win back-to-back against a very overrated Buffalo team. And it's all about the price. How often do we talk about that? It's not just about how good these teams are. It's about you know, what what is the market charging to play these teams. And uh, right now the line is, if I can pull it up, the line is the Islanders are even money. And the uh, Buffalo Sabres are about minus 125. So the Sabres are, are, are favorites at home. I think Islanders should be the favorite here. I just think this line is flipped. You're getting a better team, playing much better hockey. They're confident. This defense is finally coming together. And that's one of my favorite things about the Islanders, that team, collective style of defense they play. None of their defense is banged up right now. They have a healthy defense. As long as these guys who play who, who are on the, on the first and second line of their forwards who are going to get a lot of ice time today, as long as they can remember to get back, play that defensive style, I think they'll be just fine. By the way, last night, New York's uh, first line just completely went off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. New York won last night 5-2 against Tampa Bay, uh, and Buffalo lost 6-1. That's not really why we're betting these teams. As a matter of fact, I like to take teams off of losses and play them. I like to fade teams who just won, but this has everything to do with the current form of each team. I'll take the Islanders, who are red hot right now, uh, to get a win on the road. And last but not least, college football. I like the Oregon Ducklings, the uh, the Ugly Ducklings. I don't know. Their jerseys are kind of ugly sometimes, I guess. They're on the road at USC. And this is similar to my Penn State handicap last week where I, 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 it's a tug of war with myself because it seems so damn square. I mean, last week, it's like, how can you take Penn State? Look at this defense. Look at the history. Look what Michigan State's done. And we ended up taking Penn State, and they blew Michigan State out. I honestly think the same thing happens this week with Oregon going on the road to USC. USC is going to get exposed here. This defense has not had a very tough run. They almost lost last week to CU in Boulder, to uh, University of Colorado in Boulder. And meanwhile, Oregon, everyone's looking at last week's game against Washington State with Oregon. They always struggle against, against the Cougars. The fact that they could keep it close, come back late, and actually get the win there says a lot to me about this team. I think we see this elite Oregon defense who by the way, is healthy. They have nine injuries overall on the entire Oregon team. Only two of those are on the defensive side. I think we see a a healthy, motivated, very, very talented Oregon defense stifle USC, really hold them down on the scoreboard. I don't know about the over-under. I don't know about the flow of this game, but I do know, well, I do think that Oregon's defense is really going to frustrate USC. And again, I know everyone talks about USC at home, that great home field advantage. When did USC get a great home field advantage? I've never heard that. Even in the early 2000s, when USC was going to the national championship, so on and so forth, no one's ever talking about going to Southern California, how tough it is to play there. I've never once heard that. So now this season, everyone sees a couple stats. They see three or four games where USC's look good, and that's the narrative all of a sudden. Hey, Trojans, great home team. Look at that tough home field advantage. I'm like... Bullshit. I don't think that's the case at all. Oregon's comfortable there. They've won there a lot in the past. They've blown them out there a lot in the past. And I think they do the same thing tonight. So give me Oregon minus the four. And by the way, this is more about Oregon's defense and less about Oregon's offense. I think that, again, they they, they frustrate USC, don't allow USC to do anything offensively they want. And then throughout the course of 60 minutes, Justin Herbert and that Oregon offense will score enough to eventually cover the four points. I could see Oregon getting to... 
you know, 28, 35 points. So this could be a blowout, but if it's close, it's going to be low scoring. I don't think that USC really finds a way to create much on the board. So let's go through all of the picks for today. In the Premier League, I like Chelsea up to minus 150. I like Arsenal up to minus 125. And I like the Burnley Clarets plus one half up to minus 150. By the way, the Arsenal and Chelsea games are money lines. So if they win, we win. If it's a draw or loss, we lose as well. In the NHL, give me the Toronto Maple Leafs up to minus 130. And the New York Islanders, even money. Are you kidding me? Give me the Islanders there. And uh, last but not least, we're going to take Oregon minus four in college football. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. Good luck, everybody. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.